Hi. Hi, this is Jonathan Brilla and Brittany Brilla bringing to you the 23rd episode of A Couple of Many. I think for once I'm like, yeah, we are on 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am in agreement. Um, so we've had, man, you know, the last several weeks we've struggled with a lot of illness and just a whole lot of stuff going on, especially with the holidays on top of that. Um, and I feel like things are finally, you know, like knock on wood, but starting to find our rhythm again. Yeah, I think so. <coughs> As I cough. <laughs> um, so this weekend was a lot of fun. We had a couple different birthday parties that we got to go to. Um, that were awesome. I mean, we yeah, took- really good parties. Yeah, well, it was, like, the first time we've really, like, to a birthday party, taken all four girls where they're, like, old enough to play and engage. Yeah, that is true. So that was really cool. In fact, <laughs> the so both these parties were at their homes, and I had asked both the moms, like, hey, if you don't want me to bring the twins, I won't, because we love our twins, and we know that our friends love our twins, but also, like, they just bring a different level of busyness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, both of them, though, were like, oh, yeah, bring them. It'll be great. And I was like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. But they actually did really good. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, they did great. And, you know, the the second party we went to, it was for an older um girl and her family man even her grandma like they just like scooped the twins up and just loved on them and it was just so easy and so fun and I was so appreciative you know I think that one of the things that I know we we look for and like the people that we have around us is how they really just integrate in with our children yeah I I think it's a pretty important part Right, like just being able to have that connection with them and to really like love them well. Like that's what you want is people around you that can also love your children really well and not skip a beat and not be like, oh my gosh, they're so much, <laughs> which they are. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are. But anyways, it was a really fun weekend. We tried our new church this morning. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I can think about. Jonathan's going to get up really early in the morning and start working out. Yeah, um, I don't know. I will see how it goes. What, you sound so, like, kind of, like, eh, eh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I typically wake up about the time that I, you know, need to get up to go to, to work out, but just the idea, just knowing the option that I have, like, hey, I can get back in bed right now, or, or, um, go try to kill myself lifting 15 pound dumbbells. Well, <laughs> I don't, I mean, the twins weigh more than 15 pounds. So I know you can lift more than that. Yeah, barely though. You don't have to lift though. You could run. I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, this week we just thought it would be kind of a good time to stop. We've been doing a lot of reflecting on our children and you know they're all starting to hit new phases and so I know I've been doing a lot of thinking about like okay what is this next phase going to bring um what do we need to prep for so we thought it might be kind of fun to talk about parenting um this week so let's start with why did you want to be a parent you know whenever we first started dating I asked Jonathan like what do you want to be like what do you want to do long term and he said 
I want to be a husband and a father. So, yeah, I just always yeah. liked, I just always liked the idea of like having a kid to carry on like who you are. You know, I know they're going to be their own person, but there will be a little piece of my personality in them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Like they'll, you know, I I think I'm funny, but they'll be funny or, (laughs) you know, they'll be, you know, helping or they'll have a short temper, you know, just and I can see that in all of our girls. So it's pretty cool. But I I mean, I just want to be a dad because. I don't know. I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to have a family. Yeah. So I have not always wanted that. Um, in fact, there was a time, particularly in my early 20s, where I was like, eh, I don't know that I want kids. Not even my early, probably my late teens, early 20s. Which I think whenever you grow up with a lot of siblings and you like leave your home that you grew up in, you know, that's kind of whenever you're like, oh, it sure would be nice to not have a lot of people around me. <laughs> um, but then as I got older, just that pull, you know, like my family, there's been a lot of ups and downs and I guess adversity, but we've always stuck by each other and we've always had a really just an underlying like we're in this together. And I think as I got older, I was like, you know, I want to share that with the next generation and I want an opportunity to kind of mold and and teach and I just want to be that for other little humans. Um and so I just started feeling that pull that motherhood would be a good something I wanted. Very cool. Are yeah. you okay? Uh-huh. You seem like a little like eh. did you just not take your allergy medicine or Yeah, my I'm dying. <laughs> I can barely breathe. Do do you need to blow your nose real fast or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so let's talk a little bit about our daughters. We have four of them. Yes, as you've heard, I'm I'm sure before. <laughs> yeah, um, Annabelle is seven and she's in first grade. Olive is four and she is in what's called kindergarten for four year olds. Um, and then the twins will be two, Maggie and Eloise, in less than a month. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's so wild. Yep. It's really fun, though. Like, the the closer they get to two, just like that glimpse of independence coming out more and more. And that's exciting. Yeah, yeah like tonight, though, we're playing with the girls and just sitting on Annabelle's bed, just like hanging out, watching Annabelle and Olive play on the floor. And then, I mean, there was just like... I'm hanging out with my sisters. Yeah. You know. Man, I, there was a time whenever it felt like we'd never get here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> oh, man. You know, I said we were doing better and here Jonathan can't breathe and I'm coughing and I I feel like in general we really do feel better, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so what are some of your favorite stages that the children have hit? Um, I really like the two-year-old stage. Um, I know everyone's like terrible twos, but it's really threes that are real bad. Uh, <laughs> what do you like about the twos? As he yawns. Oh, uh, I mean, I like how like funny they are. Like they're trying to 
they're trying to mimic you in talking and like they're trying to mimic your you know movement like if you you can teach them how to dance and stuff like that like i think it's really funny like seeing them like try to try to become you like you know you're sitting there dancing and they want to dance you know you have something to eat and they want something to eat it's like they're trying to mimic you to become a person i don't know it's really weird like it's like the first Mm -hmm. time you really see them like acknowledge like oh this is what i'm working towards and start like mirroring that yeah okay um i also like the twos um i like them professionally and i like them as a mother um i think twos are fun um i you know it's so funny i really like the little tiny infant stage like i just love little tiny babies and napping with them and cuddling with them i went to lunch last week with a friend of mine um and she has just the most precious little like six weeks old boy and, you know, just, like, holding him again and feeling like, you know, he's not quite strong enough in his neck to have full control yet. But he's just still that, like, oh, he's just, he's like a little blank canvas. And I just, it brought back all those feelings of, like, just how wonderful that stage is. Um, it is also really a terrifying stage. Uh, but it is also really wonderful. Like, it's just, it's one of those... I don't know if it can be my favorite and my least favorite. <laughs> Probably. But it is, yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I really love the stage that Annabelle's in right now. Like, yeah, she she has her moments, which every stage ha- comes with their moments, right? But she's just in this really, like, she wants to learn as much as she can. And, and just she's really starting to understand, like, oh, like, when mom said, you know, if I learn to read, I can find out anything. Like, she really meant that. And that's what this looks like. And it's just funny. Like, she, she's just in such a major growth stage right now. And that's, that's fun. Yeah. It, it's, it's been awesome to see because, you know, she starts clicking, putting things together and then like realizing like, hey, like, I can help people in need of help. Yeah, like uh, the church we tried today, one of her friends from school goes there as well. And we didn't know that previously, but I was talking to her mother afterwards and she was like, oh my gosh, like our daughter talks about Annabelle. We know so much about her. And I was like, oh, like I hope it's all good things. And she was like, oh yeah. In fact, so their daughter was having um, just some issues, you know, with some of their other little friends in the class and Annabelle stepped in you know identified that they were having some conflict and tried to help them work through it and then whenever they couldn't work it out as a little you know girl group she got the teacher involved and just like kind of helped helped them all navigate that in a way that they could actually resolve those issues and you know just seeing that maturity in her and that heart of as she gets older like she she's she's wanting to help people yeah, it's it's so cool to see. Yeah, like she wants people to get along. And when they're not getting along or they're hurting people's feelings or whatever, she's like, all right. I the Her being able to be mature <laughs> enough to say, we're not figuring this out as a group. Let's get the teacher involved. And it wasn't like any one child's fault in that group. It was just one of those things like they couldn't work through it. And when I asked her about it afterwards, she was like, yeah, mommy, like, we just couldn't, like, nobody was really understanding each other. 
And so I needed to get my teacher involved and she helped us all understand each other. Yeah. I was so proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's going to be a great she's 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 a great kid. She's going to be an amazing adult when she's able to, you know, earn her own money and like help out where she can or volunteer where she can or get into a profession to where she is, you know, making that big of an impact on a community and on the world like it's going to be crazy to see. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I especially with her natural creativity. I think it'll be really really amazing what she can offer her community and the people around her. Yeah, it's true. Um so what are your least favorite stages? As he yawns again. I think we I can say both of us do not like threes. Yeah, threes and fours probably. Um fours because Oh, threes because like they know like kids know they're making the wrong decision they know that they know like when you say okay you can either come here to put on your shoes or you get spankings they know they're gonna start fishing for spankings they're trying to test those about ba- those test those test those boundaries and <clears throat> But again, like they're still so so cute at three. I'm like, you're like a little sour patch kid. <laughs> they really are. I I mean, threes. It is. It's they still want to be able to throw fits, and they still want to be able to, you know, kind of do those toddler things. But you know that they understand that that's wrong. And I think too, at that age, that's whenever they kind of start doing this. Like, but like. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yep. You know, like, they they realize that they truly like what autonomy is and that they do have their own choices and that as, you know, adults, we are somewhat limited in, like, I can tell you to do this, I can discipline you in doing this, but I can't necessarily make you do this. Yeah. And so they test all kinds of Jesus in you. Yep. And then four is the exact same. They're just bigger. <laughs> and they can reach stuff. I don't think so. I, I think fours are a little bit easier. Five is when they start. They're like, okay, I'm cool. Yeah. Let's start over. Well, and I think fours are a little easier to me than threes because they're old enough that you can kind of talk them through it. Yeah. But, man, Olive's starting to get that five-year-old attitude. Yep. Like, she, tonight, I had... I don't even remember what it was. Oh, they wanted, they were supposed to clean their room last night and they kind of did, but they didn't finish. And so when we got up from nap after church today, they like wanted their snack. And I said, that's fine. You can have your snack, but first you need to go finish that room. That room, it, it really wasn't that bad, but it needed to be done. It was probably like 15 minutes worth of work, right? Yeah. And she like, oh, I can't believe you're starving me. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sure. You ate, like, two and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, now come I'm starving on. you. And I was like, hey, this would take 15 minutes if you would just stop with the nonsense and go do it. Instead, I think it took them, like, an hour. Yeah, something like that. And she's like, she was like, um, but no one's going to help me. I'm like, you don't help Annabelle when she's cleaning the playroom you sit there and you play and you distract her yeah she's just like trying like at this stage she's just 
they're looking for someone to blame other than themselves. And that's what I don't like about it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but it's like trying to help her understand, like, if you just get in there and knock it out, you're like you're talking 10, 15 minutes of your life. <laughs> instead of dragging it out for an hour with the fit and then going in there and like spending another 30 minutes playing with her sisters in there and then it's like oh my gosh girls like come on this is not that hard um but yeah I don't I would say threes are probably my least favorite and then I'm not a huge fan of like the 18 to 24 months why not uh, for some of the same reasons, like, they're kind of, they're already understanding, like, I can say no, but, like, you can't really rationalize with them. Like, at two, they they can do some level of rationalizing. At 18 to 24 months, they're just like, yeah, screw you. I'm just going to scream as loud as I can until you give me what you want. Give me what I want. <laughs> that is true. And uh, that is just not my favorite. Um Of course, it's funny, you know, like having Maggie and Eloise obviously going through the same stages at the same time. They're very different. Like Eloise will just straight up tell you no, but Maggie will like cry. Yeah. So many emotions out of that little girl. I know. But I do appreciate Maggie from the standpoint of whenever I'm like, hey, come here. We're going to change our diapers. And they're like, no, we're playing. And I'm like, no, come here. Eloise will be like, no. And so Maggie kind of looks at her and then looks at me and is like, no. <laughs> like, not quite as confident, but like, let's see if this works out in my favor. And then if I'm like, Maggie, if you don't get over here, you're going to get in trouble. She's like, uh, okay. And like, she'll come to me. Eloise stands her ground. She's <laughs> blank stares, just no. I'm like, get over here. No. Yeah, it's so funny. She gives you, like, these crazy eyebrows, like, I know I've just told you no, like, five times. Why are you still asking me? Yeah, yes. Like, I have inconvenienced her by asking her the same thing. Like, I've already given you my answer, woman. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. (laughs) I don't even know where she got that. I don't either. Neither one of us are really... Well, I mean, if I really want to put my foot down, I will. But we're not... We don't model that behavior for her. And Mac, none of the other girls have picked up on that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She's just different in that yeah. crazy way. Yeah. So let's talk about different um, techniques that we've used in our parenting that have been successful or helpful. Okay. Uh, you go first. Well, the first thing I think of, I think the most successful thing we've ever done is putting the children on a schedule. Yeah. Yep. Especially that sleep schedule. Yes. It it started pretty much with the sleep schedule. Um, I really and truly, I, uh, I, I think that came out of necessity when Annabelle was like six weeks old, um, just because it was like. I I couldn't function. Um, I needed, I needed sleep, and so I needed her to be sleeping, and that was the best way I knew to get her doing that. Okay, my apologies. We had to pause for a moment. Our oldest daughter was not abiding by her sleep training. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that also gave Jonathan a chance to blow his nose and perk up a little bit. Yeah. So I did. 
blow my nose and hopefully we'll we'll get back on track. <laughs> so, yes, the schedule came out of a necessity of I needed Annabelle to sleep through the night so that I could sleep because I am not the world's nicest person when I don't sleep. Um so that's kind of where it started and then from there I just you know, I've worked in early education for pretty much my whole adult life and I know in the classroom Children thrive off the safety and security of knowing what to expect next. When they know what's coming up, they can anticipate it and and it just makes it smoother for them. I think they feel safer. And really as adults, like we like that too, right? Like we want to know what's coming next in our day. Um, And so I just took that logic and that knowledge and I applied it to our children. And so... Our children work off of a schedule, and it's really been fantastic. I mean, I it's not like a super crazy rigid schedule by any means. Yeah, I mean, it might seem like that because I know we have to leave parties early and stuff like that. But, I mean, we get so much accomplished when the kids go to sleep. We do. And it's most of their routine revolves around when they sleep and when they eat. Which is just kind of like hitting those basic needs. Like they know when to anticipate those things. And so when they're really little, you know, like the twins right now, you have to stick a lot closer to that because they they don't, you can't rationalize with them. And so if we're getting close to a meal time or to an out time and they're not seeing that need being met pretty quickly, they start getting anxious of like, hey, like, when are you going to feed me? Like, when are you going to do this? Like, I'm tired. Like, when are we going to go to sleep? We should be asleep right now. Whereas like Annabelle and Oliver are old enough that, you know, we can be more flexible with them and be like, hey, you know, we're going to this event or whatever. So you're going to be going to bed a little late tonight. And they're like, really? (laughs) Yeah. But then, I mean, there's a point in the night, like if we've stayed too long, like, the girls start being like, I'm tired. I just want to sleep, especially Olive. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. And the next day she's tired. You know, she'll wake up. She'll have her breakfast and stuff. And she'll be like, daddy, I'm just really tired today. And she'll lay down for a nap. And then again, you know, when she wakes up, she's like, I just want to sleep. I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, we'll go to bed early tonight. Or she'll ask, can we go to bed early tonight? I'm still really sleepy. And you're just like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is. It You know, it makes us feel good that they're learning to listen to their bodies. Like, they know, oh, this feeling is I'm tired. Like, my body needs a rest. And we we talk a lot about why that's important. We talk a lot. So Annabelle, who was always a really great eater, really this last, like, year or so, she, she doesn't eat like she used to. And sometimes, particularly around lunch, she's like, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, yeah, but babe, like, you have a soccer game. Like, your body needs some fuel. Like, you've got to put some fuel in your body. And she's like, ugh, I'm just not hungry. And so really working through with her, like, you know, you don't have to eat this whole big meal, but you are about to go run for an hour. So you need some protein in you. You need some carbs in you. Like, your body needs something to burn so that it can keep running. And she's starting to really understand that. And so I think that's been really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what are some other successful techniques you feel like we've used? Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing, I mean, the thing that I always talk on is 
is the sleep schedule. Um, not only for the kids, but for us. I mean, we have, you know, when I was working, you know, long nights, like the kids being asleep when I got home was cool because I could shower, I could eat, and then I could, you know, do my schoolwork. Um, now, um, that I've taken a little break from school, uh, we just have time to hang out, time to, you know, be us, time to, you know, watch a movie or shower or eat or do the podcast. Yeah. Um, we read or I read. Yeah. You read. (laughs) Clean, reset, get ready for the next day. Yeah. I mean, other than that, maybe sign language yeah so we do teach the younger i say we when i say we i mean us and their their school teaches them sign language before they're speaking which is really helpful um i would say another successful technique like we don't really do one type of discipline for all the children like i feel like the discipline we use varies based on their age and their understanding yeah. You know, like with the twins, you have to keep it really simple. You know, like we're we're at a, you know, birthday party for one of our our friends' daughters that she she just turned 1 yesterday and Eloise would not stop messing with her plug-in. Like she has like one of those cute little I think they're like Glade plug-ins. Um and Eloise will not stop touching it. <laughs> And so it's like, you know, with Annabelle or Olive, I could be like, what are you doing? Like, why would we mess with that? And we could talk about electricity and why it's dangerous or how you could spill it or what. But Eloise doesn't understand any of that. Yeah. And so, you know, like I kind of thump her hand, which, of course, being Eloise, if it was Maggie, Maggie would have been like, ooh, and like cried and like wouldn't have touched it again. Eloise just kept trying to touch it. (laughs) Every time I like smacked her little hand, she was just looking at me like, eh, I'm okay with this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's definitely the one to, like, push the boundaries a little more than Mags is. Uh, but it is, like, even at their age, I can't put her in timeout. She doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm going to go put you against this wall. Like, is she, if I'm like, Eloise, think about this. She's like, what? <laughs> like, they just, they just don't understand yet. So I think it definitely, you know, and it, with Annabelle particularly, I mean, Olive still, too. Olive understands things on a very basic level. Right. But Annabelle, you can really get into the effects that she has on people and how that might change their day. And she can really understand things in a broader concept. And so a lot of her discipline comes in conversations and her really understanding how her actions affect the people around her. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And like she really does understand like she's like, okay, well, I know if I do this, then. You know, so-and-so is going to be sad and I, you know, won't get them. I I can't fix that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's it's interesting. Olive's definitely at that age where kind of depending on what she's doing. And, you know, I think too their discipline, like their personalities factor into it. Um, Annabelle, she, she always needed spankings. Literally, <laughs> yeah, for real. Nothing else was a discipline to her. Like this year, it's changed a lot as she's matured. But up until this year, if you put that girl in timeout, that is not a punishment because her brain she can check into some other world. Like she's not thinking about what she should have done or whatever like that. No, her brain like she's off in La La Land. She's in Annabelleville. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's not here with us. 
Um, and so it's just that was never an effective form of punishment for her. Um, she needed that quick, like, redirection of, like, a spanking and, like, hey, what are you doing? And if she, if she learned, like, ooh, I'm going to get a spanking if I did that, she wouldn't do it because she didn't want a spanking. I know. Now she's like, Daddy, so I was talking to my teacher today and I was telling her that, you know, so-and-so was doing this wrong, but I learned uh, not to do this because I didn't want to get another belt spanking. <laughs> And she's like, so really, it helped me out because now every time I'm about to do something wrong, I just think about the belt spanking I'm going to get and <laughs> I don't want that. And I was like, good, baby, because I don't want to have to belt spank you either. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, don't. Like, you're going to get daddy, like, put in. Get a CPS. Yeah. But it was like, that is the only way, like, timeouts did not phase her. Um, there for a long time, like if you tried to have a real conversation with her sister would just check out like she, the minute she got in trouble, she just mentally went somewhere else. Yeah. You would be like, Annabelle, like, why did you do that? And she's like, I don't know, daddy. I'm sorry. I was like, you're explaining to her why she shouldn't have done that. And then she's like, yeah, because then maybe the dragon will come and it'll be flying on a unicorn and all this stuff. And she wouldn't say that, but she'd be like make up this long story just like sure babe that's that's what it's supposed to be doing yeah like she just her imagination which we love and is an amazing thing also just got her out of being here with us like (laughs) if she did not want to be here her brain was gone even like in the car we used to never have to watch what we said because she wasn't listening like she thought we were boring so she was like in her own world um, but our olive is very different. Olive does not have that kind of imagination. If Annabelle comes up with a scenario, Olive can play into that, but Olive is not one to create the imaginary world. And so like we've always had to be very mindful of what we discuss in front of Olive. Um, and even with Olive, like, you know, we don't have to spank her as much because she does like timeouts do affect her. Yeah, Olive definitely gets like you know, where Annabelle got the spankings, all over would get like a little, you know, tap yeah. on the on the leg. And you would have thought we just told her to go pick a switch. Like, she was devastated. Yes. Olive, like, if I tell Annabelle I'm really disappointed in you, she's like, eh, okay. Like, it doesn't necessarily have the same. It, it's starting to as she matures. But Olive, if I just give Olive a look of like, why would you do that? Like, she falls to pieces. And so that that makes it really just a lot easier to discipline her without having to spank her. Now, if she's doing it in cahoots with Annabelle, it doesn't affect her as much. Like, if they are doing something together that they should not be doing. And I'm like, Olive, why would you do that? She looks at Annabelle. And if Annabelle's like, eh, then Olive's like, eh. And that that's probably when she gets the most spankings is whenever she's like, Meh. Yeah, but Olive also, from me, like, when she's getting in trouble or getting, like, lectured, she'll, like, smile. But I think it's, like, a nervous smile. Then uh, mm. I am trying to be cute right now. You know what I'm saying? So she, like, <laughs> I'll be like, Olive, it's not funny, you know. This what you did was you know really wrong blah blah. blah. She's sitting there smiling at me, but I'm like, uh, okay, well here's it, you know what are you doing that in that scenario? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's just 
I think that as a parent, you have to identify what's resonating with your child and what stage of development are they in. You know, like you really can have conversations with Annabelle and she can really understand your logic. Um, Olive, on a very basic level, um, and the twins, like they don't. Yeah, the twins, I mean, they they get, you know, the, the, the hand, the hand thumps and stuff like that and the nose and stuff. But like right now, like they know what they're doing is wrong, but they're just still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't think they always know what's going on. I mean, it's even, you know, I'll be making dinner or whatever, and Maggie comes in and starts crying because she's like, dinner, food, food, eat, eat. And I'm like, baby, I'm making it right now. Give me a few minutes. And she doesn't even fully understand. Yeah, she'll be like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Just like start crying. She's like devastated that it is not ready. So it's like we always have to keep some appetizers on hand. Like, make sure she's taken care of. But, yeah, I I think that that is probably some of the best techniques we use. I I think that it's so easy to overcomplicate things. Like, you see so many different things out there. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of, like, you know, different ways of parenting. No no parenting is, is the wrong way unless you are, like, just beating on your kids and stuff and that's very wrong but see i think absolutely 100% like beating on your kids is wrong 110% but i also feel like not beating your kids can be wrong yeah i mean not beating them but you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah like, like like the spankings like i i i think you have to assess every child and you have to decide what's going to fit that child and where they're at because it is like at we discipline Olive differently at this age than we disciplined Annabelle at this age because Annabelle needed a different type of discipline to understand, whereas Olive is so sensitive and so aware that it doesn't take as much to discipline her, right? Yeah. But that being said, I I also think that you're doing a disservice to your child when you don't discipline them or like... I You know, there's a lot of this, like, gentle parenting stuff going around. And some of it, I'm like, yeah, like, we do that. You know, like, my kids don't instantly get a spank and they don't instantly go to timeout. Like, if we can have a conversation about it, we have a conversation about it. Um, We redirect them. Like, hey, let's not do this. Let's come do this. Yeah, like, hey, do you realize why that's bad? And they'll say no. It's like, okay, well, this is, this is like the worst thing that could happen to you this is what's probably going to happen but above all like you will get hurt if you keep jumping off the bed Mm -hmm. you know while there's all these books on the floor well and we do a lot of talk about safety like if you ask annabelle like if i say annabelle what's my job she's going to tell you to keep me safe and she knows that and so we we talk a lot about because most most roles we have the core issue is safety, right? Yeah. Like, you know, don't climb on that because you could fall off and get your, get hurt. Or when we're out in public, I need you to stay with me because, and I, I absolutely have said this to both of my older girls. We don't really take the twins anywhere because there's two of them and COVID. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, like, you know, I've told them, like, if you run off from me or you do not save on me, somebody could take you. And that would be horrible. And we, we don't, I mean, obviously, like, I don't get into, like, anything too dark or any, whatever. But they need to understand, like, I'm keeping them safe. 
it's not, oh, I need to be fearful of the world. It's I need to listen because my mom's going to teach me to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I want them to know as they get older and older, like our guidelines and our roles and the things that we ask of them and the advice that we give them as they get, you know, as they approach being grown is to keep them safe. And that needs to be like really instilled in them. But then some people with this general parenting, they they don't ever draw hard lines of this is not going to be acceptable. And this is what this is going to look like. And then consistency. Yeah. And I I absolutely, 100%, I think consistency is key. I think so, too. And sometimes we do that really well, and sometimes we do not. <laughs> and you can tell when we haven't, because, like, we've been pretty lax, especially, you know, during the Christmas break, and it's showing in the girls right now. Because right now, especially the two older ones, are super defiant. And it's where it's like, we have to ask them, Two like, or three times. Like two or three times to like do something and they're still just like, you know, watching TV or, you know, just laying down. I'm like, it, am I not speaking loud enough? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dad. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, th- you know, if you were sorry, you, you wouldn't have done this. It. Yeah. You know, you're not, you don't apologize to me if, you know, you're, you're not going to fix this. And Annabelle will be like, I am, I am, I'll, I'll fix it. And it's like, okay, you know you do this and then all of us like still like needs that little bit more of hey like let's do this so we can get this accomplished and she's like okay and then she'll go do it yeah i you know whenever we're in our routines i feel like we're really consistent we've been really good with it but it is over the holidays and and i will say and some of you out there might be like oh i disagree and that's fine you don't have to agree with me but I want to be able to be flexible during holidays and special times. Like, yeah, you know, we like we've watched more TV during the holidays than like my children ever get to. Yeah, because we we typically don't do TV for the kids during the week, um, just on the weekends, so they can stay focused in school and they can, you know, really, really be engaged versus. Oh, what happened on that episode of Bluey last night? <laughs> right. And just like the stimulation and making sure that they're sleeping well. Like Oof. it's just nice to take that TV out of the equation Monday through Friday. But then it is during the holidays, you know, like new movies came out and watching holiday movies and and just kind of spending that time together, you know, with the TV on or whatever and just being more relaxed and enjoying that time. Um. You know, now it's like, okay, we're going to have to spend some time correcting and getting them back into their routine and back into expectations, which, you know, you say, oh, yeah, they've been super defiant. But then it's like we've had to ask them three or four times. Like, I don't know that that really qualifies as everybody else's super defiant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, because I, you know, I've worked with some children that are super defiant and I, I don't think that our children are there. Um, but it is, you know, just getting them back into their our our expectations and the norm and just finding our rhythm again. And it's, you know, I, I would have liked to establish that last week as we got back into the groove. But really and truly, like, you know, Annabelle was homesick Wednesday. Like, we just have not fully embraced our routine yet this year. And so I'm hoping that's going to hit this week. Yeah, that's true. Starting with you working out in the morning. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of our 
I, I don't think it's a one size fit all. And I absolutely, I've known and I've worked with children before that really don't need any kind of spankings, like, because they just take it so seriously when their parents get onto them, like, that's all that they need. Um, I think if Olive didn't have a big sister to kind of show her some of that, she would have been that way. Yeah, I think so too. But, I mean, that being said, like, I also, Annabelle being Olive's big sister has brought so many positives for her. Like, (laughs) I don't know that Olive would have pushed herself, like, moving past some of the sensory issues she had if she didn't have Annabelle. I think she'd be really, really shy if she didn't have Annabelle. Like, I think Annabelle really brings out some really fantastic qualities in Olive. I think so, too. I think Annabelle brings out really fantastic qualities in a lot of people. She really does. She's, you know, God really knew what he was doing when he gave us her first. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, so, I, I mean, those are really, I think, the biggest techniques. I think we were most inconsistent on, like, having Annabelle do her chores. <laughs> um, she, on the weekend, like, she has some daily stuff that she's supposed to do, and, and for the most part, she does it. Um, but like on the weekend, she's supposed to clean the, or she's supposed to vacuum the playroom in their room, which means she has to clean them. Um, and then she's supposed to do her and Olive's laundry because they share a laundry basket. It's usually like two loads of laundry. And the last like month and a half, a certain daddy has been doing her laundry. (laughs) Well, that goes back into like the whole, like, uh, holidays thing. It's like. She's playing and, you know, she's playing nice with their sisters and they're eating and they're hanging out and they're watching holiday movies. And, yeah, I'm going to do that for her. She, it's you been know, like a month. It was started before the holidays. <laughs> and she did it again today. And then what happens is like, so Jonathan had done all their laundry and I'm like helping fo- fold because Jonathan cannot tell the difference between a 2T pair of pants and a like small kids pair of pants and so I find like the children's clothing in like all the wrong places so I'm folding it and all this stuff I even put them all on hangers I ask Annabelle to put away your stuff and she's like uh do I have to and I'm like what do you mean do you have to you were supposed to do all of this yeah <laughs> yeah but she's so used to daddy doing it for her now I know I know oh well next weekend right Maybe. What? <laughs> Love. <laughs> because here's the thing, too. And this is how I feel about the chores. Her chores are really pretty simple. Um, but she feels really good about herself when she accomplishes them. That is true. And so, to some extent, you doing it for her is robbing her of that sense of accomplishment. Mm. So just think on that. I see it as she can start seeing, like, what... I'm not the perfect father by any means. I'm not, but she can start seeing like, oh, my dad, like that expectation. My dad did this, you know, to spoil me. Like I want a guy that's going to, you know, do that to spoil me and my children. You know what I mean? I understand what the words that you're saying, but I feel like we do a lot of other things to <laughs> that. That'll work there, you know? Yeah. Um. Anywho, so... If you were to give parents one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, make sure you have fun with it. Yeah. You know, find find the, you know, laughter 
in 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 certain situations and kind of not like you know your kid stubs his toe and or her toe and then you're just like dying laughing on the floor like I'm not talking about like that but just just take a step back and be like okay hey like my child is going to pick up on whatever emotion I'm presenting like I'm going to make sure that there's a smile on my face you know I tell him I love him I tell Annabelle you know when I pick her up from school like I missed you today like I miss holding your hand you know just like things to make that child feel special just make him feel special. Just make sure you're like laughing and, you know, m- making the best out of growing up. Because one thing that I worry about is, you know, them getting older. And, you know, we all have those, man, I remember, you know, when I was little, like, you know, we had to do this because, you know, my dad worked late hours and blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, my dad was gone for, you know, days and sometimes like a week at a time because he was trying to provide like, you don't, to me, like, I want to make sure that my kids are like, man, I remember this one time, like, you know, my dad got this record player and we were listening to, you know, Biggie Smalls in the in the living room all dancing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just have fun with them, with your kids, because, I mean, they're going to remember. They remember a lot more than what we think. Yeah, I think, you know, early on when we had Annabelle, you know, there's just stresses that comes with having a newborn and bringing a child into the house and into the dynamics. And and Jonathan and I started saying to each other, like, this is only as dramatic as we make it. And, you know, he probably said that to me more than I said that to him. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think reminding each other of that, like, hey, this is only as big of a deal as we're going to make it. And, like, choosing to have fun and choosing to have those moments of laughter and choosing to read that bedtime story and choosing to, you know, sing and dance. It's, it's just, it is, it's really about like choosing those moments. You know, we have friends that we have several friends that are like, yeah, I just don't think we want to have kids. It feels like a lot of stress. It's a lot of trouble. And I mean, sure. Yes. But it's also so much fun. Like I feel like for every moment of stress or frustration or whatever there's like six moments of joy and laughter and just I don't know just that incredible connection yeah it's true it's like you know when we're having kids people were like oh excuse me they're like you'll never sleep again and don't get me wrong we've had our sleepless nights Sure. And when the kids are, you know, sick or whatever, or, you know, we're just, are they babies and we're like, oh, do they make a noise or are they breathing still? And, but we've had more nights where we're, ourselves are getting 12 hours of sleep than sleepless nights. Like, don't, don't let that hinder you. If you, if you're, you know, you're listening and you don't have any children, and you're like on the fence about it, you get sleep. You just, you just need to you know, prepare for those first six weeks of, of not getting any sleep. Yeah. Or but not getting consistent uh, Yeah. Consistently because, you know, you're up feeding every three hours and, you know, adopt that schedule. Um, and then start like pushing back the times that you're, you know, want them to sleep. Like the kids go to bed at seven. Everyone's like, that's so early. But 
like I wouldn't trade that uh, time I have with you just so the kids can stay up till nine. Well, and it is like I I really value the time that you and I have together. Absolutely. But also like them going to bed at seven for our schedules to work. They have to be up at six and they their little bodies need at least 12 hours of sleep a day. So when you factor in like an hour, two hour nap, they get that or exceed that. But like that, that is the time that they should be going to bed for their best development. And so it, it, it serves two purposes there. You know, like you really, I want that time with you, but I also want their bodies to have what it needs. Yeah, that's true. And so that's really, that's really what it came down to. And, and even with Annabelle, you know, she is older. So if she stays up till eight, it's not the end of the world. But sister is also super active. And so sometimes <laughs> she just needs to go to bed at seven. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially if we have soccer and she has homework and stuff like that, she tends to stay up till seven thirty, eight o'clock and that's okay. She's older. Her body doesn't necessarily need as much sleep. She also doesn't get naps, doesn't get naps. Yeah. She, uh, you know, we tell her to go rest in the room and she'll lay down, but like, you know, in the playroom, she'll watch TV or she'll do a little craft or play with her dolls. And yeah, today she made like over a dozen bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was so funny the other day. She was like, you know, she comes out and I'm watching football in the living room and she's like, Daddy, can I tell you something? I was like, of course, babe. You know, tell me anything you want. She's like, uh, my Polly Pockets are playing a trick on my Barbies. And, you know, she's just giving me this whole scenario. She's like, but don't tell anybody. I was like, okay, I won't. <laughs> and she just runs off like, you know, giggling. And I mean, she's, you know, in her own world, she she can do that. But you know, she can also go to bed, uh, not tonight, but she can go to bed at <laughs> 6.30, you know. Yeah, some night she needs it too. I'm definitely going to be like, oh my gosh, Annabelle, daddy said that your Polly Pockets were being so mean to your Barbies. <laughs> She'd be like, no, they weren't. They were just playing a little <laughs> trick on them. It was so funny. Um, So I think if I, if I were to give a piece of advice to um, a couple starting a family, I would say like, Absolutely, 110%, you have to put your marriage first. Um, you know, we get compliments all the time, all the time. I cannot talk tonight. I yeah. must be tired um, about how happy our children are. And they are. They are so happy. <laughs> but I think that that is a direct reflection of, like, our home is a happy home. Like, they see you and I hugging and kissing and laughing and joking and and I think that that, like, them seeing us happy together, like, they're able to pull from that joy. Yeah, I can see that. Because it is, like, the times whenever, like, we've struggled. And, I mean, we've I, we've been really blessed to and purposeful to not have, like, any major, I don't know, marriage issues, I suppose. Um, but, you know, we've definitely gone through seasons, like, when the twins were babies and COVID hit and you lost your job, like... We've been through seasons of, like, stress in our relationship or just in our lives, right? Yeah. And you could tell, like, the children, I, I still think they were happy children, but maybe they weren't as happy. You know, they weren't as carefree. But, like, as we made the adjustments we needed to make to get back on track, like, you just see it. Like, the happier we are, the happier they are. That is true. And I want them. I want them to grow up in 
and find spouses that also bring them that kind of joy because you know even whenever life is hard like you bring me a lot of joy <laughs> well thank you you do the same oh I thought you were gonna be like yeah ditto okay <laughs> I said you do the same <laughs> I know I just thought you'd use the word ditto oh uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest advice because it is like if you and your partner, if y'all are in sync and you know where you're going and you know what you're doing and you're able to do it with a lot of fun and happiness, I think your your children are going to feel that and that's that's going to become the driving force of your family. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I I definitely cannot take credit for that. Like that is... Jonathan is the one that has always brought the humor into our home <laughs> and... I'm just thinking, I mean, don't get me wrong, I am really freaking funny, but it is so easy for me to get lost in my own head and to get lost in the what ifs and the worries and the stresses that, you know, I just kind of forget to stop and laugh, but you always do such a good job of just bringing that, you know, whether it be like a joke or a meme or whatever it is, like a parody you do love your song parodies. I do love my song parodies. That <laughs> you just, you always bring a lot of joy and I'm very grateful to that. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, that's really all I have on parenting right now. I mean, if anyone has something specific they want us to tackle, I'm happy to do so. But I think that's kind of the broad stroke overview of our philosophies, techniques, advice, what yeah. have you. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I can't think of anything else I want to add. Do you have a pick one? I don't. Babe. I know, I've been slacking. Are we even doing this anymore? <laughs> I would like to, but I just, I haven't been thinking of them lately. Oh. Oh, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Okay, if you could tomorrow get up and go anywhere to do anything, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, would I just have a day or how much time do I have? I don't know. However long you need. And who would you take with you? Well, of course you. Um, you don't even know where we're going yet. I know, but I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't want to travel. I wouldn't know who else to take. Okay. So I win by default. No, it just, <laughs> I enjoy traveling with you, so. It is, we, we do travel together really well, and we always have. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Probably somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely, okay, I would take us back to the... Last resort we were at, the Unico mm-hmm. 8720, and I'd get one of those 80-minute massages. <laughs> that sounds good. That'll work. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, I'd be down for that. That, that would work for me. Um, of course, I'd also be down. I'd be down to take the children somewhere. Like, I don't. Maybe it's like the mountains or, of course, I feel like uh a pivotal piece of this would be somebody else would have to like prepare everything that the kids needed. Cause that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. Like getting all the things together for the children. Um, but I would be down to either take them to the mountains or the beach. Um, 
and just kind of spend some time shut off from the rest of the world. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think that's what I would like to do. Very cool. That's a good answer. (laughs) Well, if you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. I think I'm good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yes. Thank you all so much. I love you. I love you.